Welcome to our inaugural Doug Technology Podcast. I'm Jessica Morales here with Heart Energy's Chief Technical Director, Richard Mason, who's also the host of the new Doug Technology Series. Hi, Richard. Hi, Jessica. How are you doing? Great. Great to have you. We should start off really, I think, Richard, with talking about an overview of Doug for those who aren't familiar maybe. Richard, the Heart Energy Conferences have been going on since 2006, and you've been associated with them for a number of years. Can you walk us through that? Yes, absolutely. So uh, the conferences were another way to present uh, live content uh, to uh, subscribers for for Heart products. Um, these originated uh, primarily in regards or uh, in, in uh, coterminously with the development of shale play. So we just had our 12th um, Doug conference. Uh, it was Doug Permian, but uh, that really came into being with the Barnett Shale. Uh, back in in 2006. So typically the early conferences were all about assembling uh, C-suite subject matter experts who might talk about where their holdings were in the play, how they saw the play developing, and so on. That was to get information out to a large number of of listeners uh, as well as exhibitors as to what the business conditions looked like. Absolutely, and now we actually have the Doug Technology Series kind of expanding on the conferences that Heart Energy have had. Why was that developed, Richard, and what is it all about? Yeah, so over time then, people began to understand exactly what the boundaries of the plays were. They knew who was active there, who had what footage. Uh, and, And so in concert with the decline in commodity prices, people began to get curious about, tell me what actually works where you are active. And so Doug Technology is a, is a way to build on that, and we're, we're trying to focus on issues specific to each individual play out there, what uh, some of those issues, trends are, and to have uh, subject matter experts to address that directly. Perfect. And our first uh, was at Doug Permian Basin Conference in Fort Worth a few weeks ago. You just mentioned that previously. And there were several interesting topics from sand to water to completions. But in this first episode, we want to focus on the talk about efficiency in the oil field. A lot of people interested in that, of course. A lot of that is enabled by the use of big data. So let's start there. Here's a clip from Alex Robart, CEO of Ambient USA, who had some interesting examples, really, of how data technology is really being used in the oil patch. We're building a self-driving car for your oil and gas wells. Uh, So we are using best-in-class tools, IoT, artificial intelligence, uh, big data, uh, deep learning models in particular, uh, in combination with uh, some really high-end physics uh, and our high-resolution data lake. So we've got a uh, more than 50 terabyte data lake. That's the equivalent of 100 million operating hours on a couple of different artificial lift systems, particularly rod pumping systems. Uh, and what's really unique about this data lake, and one of the things that was most compelling about Ambient when we were taking a look at the company, was all that data is sampled at five millisecond intervals. So just a point of comparison, your average uh, uh, Lufkin system or your Weatherford system is typically operating off of five, millis- uh, five second data, and your SCADA system is typically pulling data back at 15 to 30 minutes at the high end. And most operators, kind of some of the leading technology operators we know, they'll store one card a day. So we have 33 million cards in our data lake. So when you talk about deploying, building analytics and deploying those analytics, uh, you really need that data set to build from, along with the context around that data. You know, the Internet of Things is an important innovation for 
oil and gas, and uh, we were fortunate to have uh, two presenters uh, at that Permian to discuss how this works. And so if you look at where the low-hanging fruit is in terms of um, applying big data in the oil patch, production optimization is, is that um, area that's likely to benefit the most. It's not expensive. Uh, the data that people have is not very good. And uh, Alex and our other speaker, whom we'll hear shortly, uh, provided some great experience how, how the Internet of Things can provide benefits right now uh, for production optimization. Another speaker, Victor Figueroa of Baker Hughes, a GE company, added some thoughts about the digital oil field. Let's take a listen. What I see the benefit is how, how can we now optimize what we're using and monitor it from afar and you know, avoid having people going into to, to, to location to check, to check the whatever it is, the monitors or the screens, or if you're gonna check the, the pump, or what, you can do that from, from a remote section, from a remote office and, and try to automate things in a way that you can remote operate things. And, and that's, that's another thing that we're doing through, through our digital group, so it's, it's paying off. Well, as you can see, the uh, very large multinational service companies are very much uh, focused on uh, big data and how it can benefit uh, their, their customers in particular as part of the services uh, they provide. And we've seen this remarkable transformation at Baker Hughes, the GE company, as well as Schlumberger, Halliburton, and other pressure pumpers um, to, um, uh, to provide that, uh, to provide um, sensing information, um, uh, archived information, et cetera, to help their customers build better wells. Another interesting topic that Richard and I have discussed is that other practical ways that are being employed, really, service companies are employing data in the oil patch. So we wanted to hear from Ron Gusick, president of Liberty Oil Field Services, as he talks about his company's program. We're doing a huge amount of work in that space. I'm always careful to call it big data. You know, I think we don't look at it down at the log scale, so we're not talking about data measured on a centimeter by centimeter basis. We're looking at inputs like um, frack design, uh, completion design, perf, perf design, stage spacing, water volume, sand, things like that, and, and how well productivity is, is impacted by those changes. But, you know, I think all told, I, I don't know the exact number, but maybe 135,000 unconventional wells drilled in North America thus far. Like, it, there are more credit card transactions than that in a second. So it's not truly big data, but, but yeah, we do a fair bit of multivariate analysis work. I think much like uh, Chad showed yesterday, uh, Anadarko was doing, uh, doing work to understand how, uh, how to change their completions and optimize those to to minimize the cost of producing a barrel of oil, and and I, I was pleased to see he came to the conclusion that water was the most important variable. You know, we hear a lot about sand, but of course that's not the only variable. We we can change the amount of water, the type of fluid, the rate we pump at, uh, perforating strategies, cluster strategies, and all of those kinds of things. So all of those variables have some impact, and we want to make sure that when we make a recommendation to a customer around how completions could evolve that, that we're providing the recommendation that provides the, the best possible return for the lowest uh, investment. And so that requires big data, so to speak. So yeah, we have, a, we have an internal database, I think about 75,000 wells big today that, that uh, we do a lot of engineering work with um, uh, for our customers. We do not charge for that. That's, that's part and parcel of the service and we think part of being a, uh, a partner with an E&P company.
so the amazing thing is when we talk about big data, we mean really big. And if you look at a wealth stimulation firm like Liberty Oil Field Services, they've completed um, uh, tens of thousands of wells. And in those, they're going to have variations for every formation, uh, every operator, every completion technique. And they are able to draw now on that information to help uh, customers uh, construct and, and build better downhole laterals. Let's talk chemical management at the well site. One company, well aware, touted 20% savings. This is their president, Blake Carlson. What has been really fascinating is, is what we can do with low-cost IoT to not only affect um, you know, the CapEx spend and, and keep that you know, reasonable, but more importantly, um, you know, maximize and optimize uh, the field staff. Uh, in terms of, you know, that the big expense is obviously mileage um, and, you know, tank runs, right? Going out there doing truck runs, trying to get to the, you know, fix a problem. So um, the data has become, uh, is actually really impressive. And I think, you know, we're, we're learning a lot about, you know, how we measure things. So for instance, you know, um, tank levels are, have about a plus or minus 20% um, accuracy, right? You're, you're better off measuring at the pump. And uh, if you do that, um, what we're seeing is uh, systemic underinjection um, across the chemical space um, from all of our accounts, which was shocking. Um, and the data doesn't lie. So when you take that data back to the customer, whether it's an operator or a chemical service provider, and you share that you know, there's been a 20% underinjection, you have two different responses, right? One is from an audit perspective on the operator, you know, well, what the heck's going on? And uh, on the chemical service provider, right, it's, well, it's kind of lost revenue, but also, you know, uh, you, didn't say, you didn't give me an A on my report card. Um, so it's, it's been very interesting kind of stepping back, looking at the data, and then sharing that with, uh, you know, both sides of the coins um, in this space. And so what we're seeing is a tremendous opportunity to, to you know, really optimize, you know, this market and, uh, and help the chemical service provider, um, you know, provide better uh, resolution, better data, better facts, uh, and, then, and then obviously, you know, pr provide a more efficient solution. Alex from Ambient, and, and, and both address the Internet of Things and how right now, in terms of production optimization, the Internet of Things provides real savings because although we think we know what is happening out on the well site, when we go out and measure what's occurring, we're finding that uh, we are actually highly inefficient, even among uh, companies that have devoted a lot of time and effort. Uh, to, try, to try to straighten this out. Certainly, there really is a lot to discuss when it comes to efficiency and technology. Richard, can you share any final thoughts with us? Yeah, we are in an industry where we have spent $1.40 for every $1 in revenue over the last five years. Uh, that's over. Wall Street's not going to back it anymore. We're now transitioning to a cash flow era, and uh, big data is probably the major part of a toolkit and how to get us to that next level of efficiency that enables us to live within cash flow. Because there's so much to discuss, we'll be continuing this series throughout the year. Thank you, Richard, for your time. Uh, next, we're actually heading to Pittsburgh for Doug East. You and I will be there discussing more about our next te Doug Technology Day. Richard and I will be back with Episode 2 of this podcast with a look back at that conference. Looking forward to that, Richard. Yeah, I'll see you in Pittsburgh. See you then. Until next time, I'm Jessica Morales alongside Richard Mason. Join us next time as we wrap up the Doug East Technology Day from Pittsburgh.
the Dove Technology Conferences uh, provide a content-rich environment, uh, subject matter experts. We have a wide variety of them on a number of different topics, everything from SAN, which is probably low-tech, but uh, the technology does matter, uh, to water and to big data, of course. And, you know, at heart, we're always looking for new formats to get that content uh, to our subscribers. And uh, these podcasts are our way to do that.